0: The higher a monkey climbs, the more you see of it's behind. Hello and welcome to episode 486 of Under the Call of MS. This is a previews episode. Things coming out yeah, towards the end of the year and the beginning of next year. That was a quote by Joseph Stillwell, And we're going to start this out with a few comic previews reviews and then we'll jump into the previews of things to come in the future we're going to start out with monkey prince number seven this story's still staying strong in this issue we get to see the monkey prince kind of helping out the justice league Uh, we're dealing with black manta and some giant rock formation that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and it's kind of crushing some parts of civilization including one of the, I believe an animal god one of the Chinese characters and it just it kind of starts out With everybody kind of testing the Monkey King. And then we find out there's some issues going on. And then. It just so happens that the Monkey King's parents are part of this. Event that's happening. And. Some people see the Monkey King helping them escape. Because he knows that it's his parents. And he's trying to get them out of harm's way. But. The rest of the characters don't know that and kind of make it out that that's one of the reasons the Monkey King's a bad guy. Because he's helping out the bad people. But in the long run, he's just trying to keep his parents safe. And he's new to his abilities. But definitely a fun fun storyline if you're into that at all those characters. DC Comics is doing a great job with bringing some of these oddball characters into the realm. Next up, we got Samurai. (laughs) Sammy, the Samurai Squirrel. Welcome to Woodbriar. Trade paperback by Scoot McMahon. Uh, It doesn't say... Yeah, It's got a volume one on it. So, I'm assuming there will be more in the future. The peaceful village of Woodbriar is home to many happy creatures and critters, including Sammy, the heroic samurai squirrel. Recently, Sammy has been haunted by a mysterious ghost, known throughout the forest as Visper. Who is Visper? What does he want? Together with her friends, Bee the Bumblebee, Fairy, Dr. Krizzle, Bloop, and Doug Bunny, Sammy will embark on a quest for answers. Her journey will bring her face-to-face with ninja monkeys, hungry pirates, and a cyber yeti. Adventure and excitement await. This was a ton of fun. This, I believe, is one of my first intro... First big introductions into Scoot McMahon's work. I've had short stories and stuff in the past. And, the oh yeah, comics crew. But this, I believe, is my first full-fledged storyline that I checked out. And I love these characters. I love Bloop, which we have no idea what Bloop is. This also has kind of a story about Bloop and someone that gets a hold of the, of the items that kind of created, created Bloop in the past. And it's just all kinds of things happen, especially with the Ninja monkeys and our, I love the Cyber Yeti character. He is a lot of fun. But yeah, if you like a good variety of fun little forestry style characters, this is for you. We also get some IA oh yeah! comics crossover in here. And that is Yeah, I love all the characters. This would make good a great Bedtime story to read to your kids or to get kids into comics. I think it would be perfect for that. But I suggest checking it out. That was Sammy the Samurai Squirrel Welcome to Woodbriar by Scoot McMahon. And then we got Scooby Doo Team Up Gorilla Warfare. This is number 42. I I think I picked these up in a bargain bin and just liked the covers and figured the stories would be decent by looking at the covers and this one just so happens to have a ton of different gorillas. We got militant gorillas, we got gangster gorillas, we got Megilla gorillas. <laughs> we had so many different gorilla characters. Actually, no, not, Gorilla's And we actually checked out two. Scooby-Doo team up number 42, which is Gorilla Warfare. And then Scooby-Doo team up number 47 featuring Megilla Gorilla. I just figured all this gorilla stuff. Throw it all together. and it's it was a lot of fun and we get to see the good gorillas the bad gorillas and the scooby-doo team working all together to see what they can deal with what they can come up with and i want to say this one gorilla was oh we got gorilla Grodd that kind of controls a bunch of the gorillas using mind powers and stuff in here, and it's just, yeah, it was fun. It's not like you can really unmask a lot of these characters, so it was interesting how Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo team had to deal with this. And then the McGilla Gorilla one was a lot of fun, too, because, of course, Megilla's, uh pet shop owner from People's Pet Shop is... uh Tired of McGilla screwing up things, getting in the way, and just wants to sell them, and just so happens to have a buyer this time. And we, we get a little, little evil scientist twist to it, why the, he wanted to get the gorilla, Megillah gorilla. And take him home, and of course, he's not going to be nice to him. He's going to be evil to him, because he's an evil scientist. So, Peebles and the Scooby Gang get together and go off to get McGilla Gorilla back and help him out, make sure he's safe, and that nothing happened to him in between the time that he is bought and they get to them, so yeah, those are a lot of fun, check them out if you're interested, that we're going to get back with you with some previews right after this. It's that time again to start talking about the goodies that are coming out in the next few months at your local comic shop or online or wherever you like to buy your comic book related goodies let's get started they're coming out with some pretty cool lunch boxes and if you missed out on it on the all red mad maniverse, uh i don't think it was a mad maniverse it was an all red madman lunchbox and a bunch of other things that they had to offer with it it's on kickstarter uh the kickstarter is Thing ended but through the all red website you can still order he had some extra lunch boxes that you can pick up for I believe they're $25 plus shipping and a lot of those things are limited print collector items so if you're interested in those check that one out it's pretty cool looking. But they also have some other cool ones that they're coming out with over the next year, it looks like. But starting out with an American Werewolf in London tin tote from Factory Entertainment. Some beautiful werewolf artwork right on the tin itself. Now we got Archie Milestones, Jumbo Digest, number 18 by Archie Comics. Archie's Milestones Jumbo Comics Digest returns with a brand new spotlight on everyone's favorite burger-loving BFF, Jughead Jones. In the brand new story, it's a jug, 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 jug world. <laughs> it's, it's a jug, 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 world. Archie and the gang haven't seen much of Jughead lately. As it turns out, he's been spending time in a VR facility which allows him to create his own virtual reality landscape. The others are able to plug themselves into this world that Jughead has created, so they decide to sample it. What will they encounter on their virtual tour of Jughead's ideal world? From time travel to the lessons... To life lessons and everything in between, the Digest highlights the best and brightest Jughead moments and stories with plenty of snacks along the way. Oh, I guess also the name they have on the cover is Jughead's Guide to Life, which makes more sense now. That'd be a good one for the Archie collection. And we get Archie versus the world one shot by Archie Comics. This is the more realistic style Archie storylines in a post apocalyptic future. Our hero Archie Andrews is cursed to walk the world alone. Well, alone with his suit of jalopy, but Archie can defend himself. In fact, he's the master of a brutal, deadly form of martial arts and must use his skills when he's comes face-to-face with his rival and evil mirror image, Reggie. This action-packed one-shot is equal parts Mad Max Fury Road and the Fist of the North Star and reunites the Jughead, the Bergarian team, from 2022's smash hit comic, the best Archie comic ever. Well, that's cool that they're bringing that back around. They had some pretty good Archie stuff coming out. Another one here. Let's see what this one. Archies in India, a graphic novel by Archie Comics. Archie and his friends from Riverdale have been globetrotting for decades, but their favorite place to visit by far is India. This special collection includes every story where Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, and yes, even Reggie have traveled to to the great country. And what would any great trip be without plenty of romance, special cameo appearances, and tons of musical moments? Plus, a brand new story in Stars in Their Eyes, Bollywood star Amisha Mata. Has a film lined up to shoot in India and manages to get Betty and Veronica a gig as extras. The girls arrive on the set and Amisha discovers one of the biggest teen heartthrobs. Prasad Arora is now scheduled to be in the film as well. When she hears this, she's hopeful she will be in a scene with her crush. Betty and Veronica decide to play matchmaker to get Prasad and Amisha introduced, but will they cause more harm than good? Yep, more than likely. They're good at that when they do their little matchmaking things. But yeah, lots of good Archie stuff coming out this month, uh, this over the next few months, and I'm sure there's more later on that we'll be talking about. They have Avengers number eight facsimile edition. If you're interested in that issue, I don't know what it's about. They don't have a cover, cover image either. So I don't know, is that a main storyline? Something that happens. Yeah, they don't give you no information on it for a description either, so that doesn't help. All right, we got Avengers. Two Wonder Man and Beast, Marvel Tales, number one one one-shot by Marvel Comics. Collected for the first time, one of the best buddy pairings in comics, Wonder Man and the Bouncing Beast. You may know Hank McCoy more as an X-Man, but during his time as an Avenger, he developed a fine bromance with the superhero and actor Simon Williams. When a newly back from the dead Wonder Man heads back to California with some making up to do, the Beast takes along to provide moral support in Avengers 2 Wonder Man and Beast, number 1 to 3, from the wondrous creative pairings of Roger Stern and Mark Bagley. But Wonder Man's return to LA has not gone unnoticed by his old adversaries, most notably, Lady Lotus, and the big trouble really begins when the, when the towering it, the living Colossus, attacks the city of angels. Can the Beast and Wonder Man save Tinseltown and bury the ghost from Simon's past? You'll have to read it to find out. All right, we got back to Fairytalia, number one of six by Invader Comics. Once upon a time, childhood friends found a magical doorway to Fairytalia, an enchanted realm full of wizardry and wonder. Twenty years later, they are a bunch of self-absorbed adults who don't believe in fairy tales anymore until a talking squirrel and a chainsaw-wielding fairy show up on their doorstep in a fast-paced quest to save Fairy Talia from an unspeakable evil. The gang has to evade wicked witches, battle orcs, ogres, and break into Cinderella's castle while suffering through fairy farts, skimpy outfits, and several musical numbers. Good luck with Happily Ever After. (laughs) Uh, That sounds fun. And they're coming out with issue two right away in the catalogs. So you'll be able to get those pre-ordered if you want. They have a Bananya card game by Japanime. I don't know who Bananya is, other than that cute little cat-looking thing that you see every now and then. But get ready for Bananya, the cutest card game in town about the kitty that lives in a banana. Along with Love Live, Sunshine, we secured the license from Crunchyroll to create this quick-play card game all about collecting these adorable cats. Two to four players are trying to collect a full set of bananas before their opponents. You and up to three other players draw cards, play cards to resolve their effects, and force your opponents to put cards in the litter box. The first player to get all ten bananas of the same type wins the game, but only if they shout, Nya! <laughs> Uh that sounds fun. <laughs> Alright, we got Barbaric, Hell to Pay, number one. Now, did we not just have the Hell to Pay run? I'm starting to think I just did number two of Barbaric, which I thought was Hell to Pay, but it might have been a different run. But Barbaric is back and headed straight to hell, in an all-new arc so big and bloody it's getting an extra issue. While Owen tames a dragon with an old friend, Soren and Steel cross paths with someone else from our cursed barbarian's past, who isn't looking nearly as friendly. Hell hath no fury like a woman stabbed through the heart by an ugly effing orc. Oh, wait. Who's carrying... Axe. Someone else get their hand on the axe then? I wonder. But yeah, this must be a same name, second round, different story. I don't know. I where swore we had at that issue already. Who knows? I can't keep up with it. They do have Barbarian Trade Paperback Volume 1. Murderable Offenses by Vault Comics. Owen the Barbarian has been cursed to do good with what remains of his life. His bloodthirsty weapon axe has become his moral compass with a drinking problem. Together they wander the realm, foredoomed to help any who seek assistance. But there is one thing Owen hates more than a life with rules. Witches. Welcome to the skull-cracking, blood-splattering, mayhem-loving comic. Brave enough to ask, how can a man sworn to do good, do do good, do so much violence? Ha, effing with you. It's just barbaric. <laughs> so it doesn't say which issues are in here, which doesn't make sense. I would assume. It would be the latest run. And then they got Barbaric Trade Paper Trade Paperback Volume 2, Axe to Grind, coming out right after that. Also, well, actually, they're both coming out in January, so you can get Volume 1 and 2 back-to-back if you want. Alright, next up we got Batman, Legends of Gotham, number one, one-shot. By DC Comics. With Batman preoccupied, his deepest, darkest, most dangerous secrets are about to be auctioned off to the highest bidder. The guest list is strictly villains only, and the outlaw Red Hood fits the bill, putting him on a collision course with Batman's deniable black ops team, The Outsiders. With Lazarus Island spawning wild card superpowers across the globe, the stakes could not be higher. Jason Todd, Black Lightning, and Katana will have to put aside their differences to save Batman's legacy and with it, the world. That's assuming they don't kill each other first. I mean, does it really matter about his legacy? He's old, he's. Been through it all, been through the ringer. I don't think it really matters. He doesn't, does he have any kids or <laughs> other than his boy wonders? Ah, <laughs> uh, these are interesting. I just got introduced to this. I talked about it on the Crimson Cold Comic Club this past weekend. Uh, the comic shop. Uh, Worker at 221 Comics in West Bend mentioned that he really enjoyed Batman One Bad Day of the Riddler. So I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out. What the heck? It's just a one shot. And it was wonderful. They're going to do a variety of the other Batman characters and they they play out great by themselves or you can collect them all. But I suggest picking out your favorite characters and at least get those issues I mean, the next one they got here is Batman One Bad Day Bane, number one, one shot, which I'm not interested in. But there are a couple like Catwoman and Ra's al Ghul that I might might grab hold of when they come out. But looks like they're bringing one out every couple of months or something like that. But it, this is by DC Comics, and it's a one shot a past, present and future destroyed by venom. Bane broke the Batman, the Bat. He's one of the only villains to ever truly vanquish the Dark Knight. But is that all he's ever accomplished? Decades from now, Bane is washed is a washed-up wrestler reliving his glory days in the ring, defeating someone dressed like Batman every day. But when he discovers that there's a new source of venom in the world, he'll do everything he can to shut down the facility it's coming from, for good, and make sure that no one takes the poison that ruined his life. An epic saga set throughout Bane's life, expanding on the hopes, dreams, regrets, and failures of one of DC's most legendary villains. Brought to you by the iconic creative team, of Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter. Well, geez, now that kind of made me interested in <laughs> checking it out, but yeah. Yeah, I was really happy with the Riddler one. It was a very interesting look at the character and answered some questions that annoyed me for a long time. <laughs> Batman the Adventures. Continue Season 3, Number 1 by DC Comics. Alan Burnett and Paul Dini return once more to the world of Batman the Animated Series. Someone is targeting the muscle now that he's locked up in Blackgate Penitentiary? With his deep ties to the criminal underbelly of Gotham, the worst villains are calling for his head. Before he turns them over to the police. Batman will need to protect him. But can even the Dark Knight figure out where the next attack will come from? Someone is targeting the muscle. I don't know who the muscle is. I haven't read anything with that character that I know of. But I know the animated series was... Very popular... And well-liked by a lot of people. I like the things I watch, the ser- the movie and stuff. We have Belle, Scream of Banshee, by Xenoscope Entertainment. Since she was a child, Annabelle Belle DeMarco has been haunted by her past. Hailing from a bloodline of beast hunters and warriors, her family has slain many enemies over the centuries. As Belle dives deeper into the depths of her legacy, she discovers that some of the blood on her family's hands is is innocent. And cursed with this knowledge, Belle will take on a vengeful spirit that will open her eyes to her ancestors' tainted history and change her life forever. I haven't really checked out the Bell character much yet, other than when she was in group books. But I don't know much about her. We've got Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain number one from Marvel Comics. And they're going to give you more information in the future, so I guess they don't want to sell that item. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest, number 310 by Archie Comics. Three brand new stories. First, in Chill Out, a big winter storm knocks the power out in Riverdale. The Coopers end up staying at Lodge Mansion. The only house in town that runs on its own generator, of course. But as the Lodges keep hearing about all the displaced families, they open up their mansion to all of Riverdale. Will Hotel Lodge be a new business venture for Veronica's enterprising father? Or will he be left out in the cold? Well, if their mansion is big enough to fill, put the whole city in, then they should be punished for probably wiping out the rest of the power. (laughs) Then, in What's in a Name, Kelly Brand, a.k.a. Superhero Fly Girl, is on an important mission. She's helping Betty come up with a better superhero name than Superteen. Their work is cut short, however, when an intruder comes to disrupt the the peace in Riverdale. It's up to the two, um... Super teens to restore order. Finally, in clowning around, the circus performer superhero Frank Verano, better known as Infernal, has taken Veronica Lodge under his wing. Can he stop the crimes plaguing Riverdale and dissuade Veronica from running away to join the circus? Yeah, none of those stories grab me. But I'm sure they're going to be fun if you're interested in them. We have Bishop War College, number one, by Marvel Comics. And they want you to look into the future to find out more about that one, too. So I guess they don't want to sell any of those. We have Black Cloak, number one, by Image Comics. Series premiere. Kelly Thompson heads to Image for the first time with Black Cloak, an all-new series with artistic, or with artist Meredith McLaren. Blade Runner style mixes with saga-esque drama in a delectable fantasy sci-fi blend as two Black Cloaks try to solve the murder of, of a beloved prince in Kairos, the last city in the known world. Before his murder tips the city into war. The mystery begins in a spectacular triple-length first issue. I don't know those characters. We have Blackula, Return of the King. Graphic novel by Zloss Studios. Los Angeles, The City of Angels, Two Souls... One is looking for vengeance, and one is looking for the truth. They share one thing in common. They are both searching for the legendary vampire, Blackula. Tina Thomas is a reporter for the blog, Dark Nights, which chronicles all things unnatural, uneasy, and undead. She meets a young man named Cross, whose family was forever changed by the Vampire Cross asks Tina to help him kill, Blackula. Blackula, too, is on a mission. He is searching for the one who forever changed his life centuries ago. His name is Count Dracula. They have a bleach, fully hollow field Ichigo vinyl pop figure from Funko. I know nothing about the character. It's pretty cool looking, like martial arts type character. Looks like he's donning a samurai sword. Has some like bull horns coming out of his his skull helmet face thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Bloodline, daughter of Blade, number one by Marvel Comics. Look for more information in the future. Well, damn it, this was one I was interested. Tell me about it. You're not gonna sell it if you don't talk about it. All right. Yeah. No, those are ongoings. Let's see where we're at here. Yeah, we got a few minutes yet in this round. We have Breath of Shadows, number one. This is by IDW Publishing. In the mid-1960s, it's the mid-1960s, and Jimmy Meadows should be on top of the world. His band's most recent album just went gold, and they're riding a wave to international fame. But Jimmy is driven only by one thing, where to get his next fix. With his band at the end of their ropes and his life falling apart, Jimmy thinks he may be finished until a friend tells him about a controversial method deep in the jungles of South America that can help him kick his addiction for good. But it's clean living, actually, in Jimmy's future. Or will he instead unleash horrors beyond his wildest nightmares. A new expedition into the heart of horror from Rich dueck and Alex Cormac, the team behind Road of Bones and Sea of Sorrows. I haven't read those, so I couldn't tell you nothing about them. We have Bulls of Beacon Hill, number one, by Aftershock Comics. The team behind Justice League of America reunites for some hard-hitting revenge. Dr. Christopher Bolt has everything he ever wanted. A successful career as a surgeon, a supportive and loving boyfriend, and an overload of hype on his rumored run for Boston City Council. But there's one problem. It's all held up by a lie. For years, Chris has been hiding in plain sight, desperate not to be connected to his father, Orrin Page, one of Boston's most notorious gangsters. Until now, Chris has been able to live with the secret, and Chris's father has been just as happy to deny any connection to his queer son, who he sees as a liability in the mob world. Now, Chris's political aspirations have put father and son on a collision course. A collision course bathed in blood. From writer Steve Orlando and artist Andy McDonald comes Bowls of Beacon Hill, a story of family secrets and violent retribution. All right, we'll end it there and we'll get back with more soon. All right, time to get back to the things coming out in the future at your local comic shops. Starting with Cauldron of Horror, number one by AC Comics. All-original weird horror anthology from AC featuring a trio of stories. A winged demon pursues a victim across windswept moors in one of these days. A mysterious idol transforms a lady archaeologist in Statue Got Me High. And a new fatherhood or overwhelms in Baby Boomer. All three stories are written by Mark Heike. Statue and Boomer are illustrated by him as well. One of these days is penciled by Dave Matsuaka and inked by Heike. These are always fun. I always like the little mini stories, especially the horror ones. The scarier the better. Get yeah, children of the black sun number one by ablaze media. From the okay, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, it's from the artist of the hit series The House of Slaughter. It is not difficult to be happy under a blue sky, but it takes a lot of courage to be strong even under a black sun. Over the years, a black sun has risen twice, a dark dark dawn whose rays have done terrible things to people's minds, driving them to all sorts of horror. Twelve years have passed since the last time, and the world still fears the return of that inexplicable phenomenon. But fear is not the only legacy of those terrible days. All the women who got pregnant under the influence of the Black Sun have given birth to babies with some peculiarities? White hair, ashy skin, abnormal proportions, and eyes as red as fire. The children of the Black Sun... Brakevale is a small town like many others. Here the children of the Black Sun are treated with particular contempt, especially in the days leading up to the anniversary of the two disasters. The hatred of their fellow villagers, terrified of a possible return of that horror, will push these kids to unite and embark on a hallucinatory journey to discover themselves and their true nature. But is the Black Sun really about to return? Well, you just told us it was, so we assume so. But didn't they say this was... Let's see. How long did it take? It said 12 years, okay. So, yeah, the kids would only be teenagers. I guess I was thinking they said 20-some years. They have a Child's Play 2 Chucky Art Scale 1 Statue from Iron Studios. It's pretty cool looking. It's like him on top of. Looks like a industrial printer or something like that. Like when he was in the factory fighting away. And there's a Child's Play 2. Or Child's Play W-2, Evil Chucky, Blood Splatter reaction figure. And it's got blood all over the character from Super 7 Media Incorporated. And Next up, we got Coins of Judas, number one of two, from Band of Bards. Have you ever wondered what happened to the 30 pieces of silver that Judas dropped when he betrayed Christ? The Westergaard family knows, and they have been fighting a hidden war against demons that have been spawned from it for years. However, since the death of Cullen Westergaard, his daughter and son are split apart as a new evil rises. Can they come together to save humanity one more time? And they got a really cool creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, glow-in-the-dark, super she-creature action figure by Entertainment Earth. It's it's got, without the -the glow-in-the-dark part, it's got a really cool kind of like fluorescent green and white glow to it. They have a crossed Badlands splattered bag set of five comics from Avatar Press. They got a crossed plus 100. Six issue history bag set of comics from Avatar Press. They also have crossed plus 100 number 13 to 18 American history bag set. And number 7 to 12 American history bag set. It looks like they got Wraparound covers on them also. And we got a Cyber Angels big set of five comics from Boundless Comics. They have a really, for Dungeons and Dragons fans, they got a and d Icons Realm set Dragonlance, Lord Soth, Death Dragon by WizKids, which is really cool looking. it's got... Black with purple tint all over the wings and tail and tail ends and stuff. It's just, it looks cool. And also for the D&D fans, I don't talk about the <clears throat> painted miniatures and stuff much. But when I see one that just cracks me up, I got to mention it. it's cool looking. It's a D&D Nolzer's Marvelous Unpainted Mini Paint Kit. The Space Hamster from Wiz Kids. It's a not even playing Dungeons and Dragons. I want that. I want to get that and paint that up. That'd be pretty cool looking, I think. Next up, they have I haven't caught jumped on any of the dark web stuff, but they got Dark Web Finale number one one shot by Marvel Comics. And they want to give you more information on that in the future instead of giving it to you now when you want to buy it. And so, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. This is going to be a big thing, I think. I I suggest I suggest picking up maybe a couple covers, just Vernon. Future investment if you're a comic collector or something. but We got Darkwing Duck, Volume 3, Number 1. And they do have covers A to Z. They got a lot of different covers for this. But for some reason, these Disney things, this and uh, our gargoyles that just came out and stuff. These things sometimes tend more than not, tend to take off. So uh, if you want to invest in something for your kids in the future, I would suggest getting a couple covers of these and the gargoyles and just maybe CGC them, put them away, see what happens. Don't take my word for it, but it's just, I think they'll... Take off as they have in the past, but Darkwing Duck Volume 3, Number One by Dynamite Entertainment with tons of covers. He is the terror that flaps in the night, he is the ferocious fowl who plucks the evil eye from the face of foul play. He is Darkwing Duck alongside his trusty sidekick, Launchpad McQuack. Darkwing hyper vigilantly defends Saint Canard from the dastardly devilish demons who would wage war wage wanton war by night our caped defender lurks in the shadows striking fear and maybe confusion in the heart of the criminal underworld but by day no one suspects the darkwing that Darkwing is also mild mannered Drake Millard, a well-meaning father to his adorable adopted daughter, Goslin. Can Darkwing successfully navigate his two separate lives, all while looking incredibly cool and impossibly handsome? Hint, probably not, but you'll have to read to find out. But yeah. Let's get dangerous. I like Darkwing Duck. I see those things taking off. Uh, DC Comics, Hero Clicks, Batman, Team Up, Minis game. They must have Out or Coming Out by WizKids. And they got figures. A bunch of other figures like Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, Velma, Fred, All the Scooby gang characters I'm sure they're coming out with. And then we get DC Power, A Celebration, number one, one one-shot by DC Comics. Written by Chuck Brown, Morgan Hampton, Stephanie Williams, Evan Narcisse, and others. First there was DC Pride, and then DC Festival of Heroes. Now it's time to celebrate Black History Month. Cyborg, Jon Stewart, isn't he a talk show host? Aqualad, Kid Flash, Batwing, Vixen, Amazing Man, and more. Take center stage to highlight the power of Black excellence across the DC universe. In stories from a variety of comics, finest Black artists and writers. Been doing a lot of these little collaborations. They've been pretty decent so far. The ones that I did get my hands on, <laughs> this I wish they would have a few polka dots coming from his hands or something flying out away from it, his body a little bit. But <laughs> this statue, I want. They got the DC, the Suicide Squad, Polka Dot Man. BDS art scale 110 statue by Iron Studios. Yeah. That's a character that I'd like to have on my shelf. Alright, we got DC's Harley Quinn Romances. Number one, one-shot by DC Com- Comics. Written by Greg Lockhart, Alexis Quasar- Quas- Quasarano, Frank Allen, Zipporah Smith, Amanda Debert, Ivan Cohen, Raphael Dracon, Dracon, Carolina Manuz, and others, art by Max Aaron, Fico Osio, Adriana Milo, Giello Macchione, and others. DC is proud to present a selection of eight stories of rapscallion, romance, prodigious passion, and undulated, unbridled affection. Tension builds as Apollo and Midnighter are captured by an unknown alien species who are determined to learn the secrets of their super soldier success. Harley Quinn gets caught in a scintillating... Fantasy. What would life have been like if she and Ivy had met in high school? Also featuring fire and ice heating things up. Fan favorite heroine. Power Girl's romantic tale, John Constantine's mysterious tryst, an amorous Aquaman adventure, and many more. These are love-lorn fantasies as only DC can tell them. But it's not a Harlequin romance. Prepare yourself for the Harlequin romances. So I'm assuming it's going to be a variety of mini-stories. But I'm not sure how they're going to do that one. We have Demon Wars, Down in Flames, number one, one one-shot, by Marvel Comics, which they want to tell you about some other time, I guess. They don't want to give you a description right now and make a sale. Then we got Dragon Age the Missing, number one, by Dark Horse Comics. A new story... Leading directly into Bioware's upcoming game, Dragon Age, Dreadwolf. Barak Tethras and Lace Harding descend into the abandoned deep roads beneath Marnus Pell in pursuit of a former friend. But the corruption of the Blight has infected the walls and the threat of Darkspawn. Looms heavy in the air. Dive deeper into BioWare's award winning series. The of yeah, I see that here. But all right. Are in the a, so that's fine. That works all good. They also have a Dragon Quest Adventure of die Hadler artifacts, J statue from Kotobayaki. Which is pretty cool looking. I, don't, I know nothing about that character. But I'm going to end this here. And I'll get back with more stuff in a little bit.